Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 21 for March 30th, 2016. Um, I want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. We really appreciate your support and we can't do this without you. Um, some of the guys who are gals or anybody who deserves a top mention this week are Stu Morrison, the godfather Jimmy DeResta. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I left you a gap there for the music. Okay. <laughs> Izzy Swan, Luis Gonzalez, Tristan Timber, and Sean Petty. Gentlemen, what are we working on this week? Bill, why don't you uh, tell us? Uh, I heard you got back to work today, right? I, I did get back to work today, which is kind of exciting. Uh, I've, I'm feeling really well, went back to work. Um, I'm on a uh, light duty restriction, which is okay for the, the time being. And um, I am still working on getting uh, my garage organized because I'm not allowed to play with sharp objects yet. And that will be soon. So yeah, just kind of organizing the garage and, and uh, trying to write some projects on the board and you know, take care, take care of some business. Awesome. Uh-huh. Awesome. We're, we're, I'm glad that, I mean, I guess I'm glad you're back to work. That is assuming you want to be back at work. I actually do. Um, yeah. Being, being at home and not being able to go in my garage is torture. It's absolutely, I mean, it's like if I can play hooky from work so I can make things, that'd be awesome. But you know, being stuck at home without being able to, so I've, I've done some silly things, you know, like, started being more active i'm still not smoking i'm eating better all that kind of silliness but um yeah not being able to play with sharp objects and power tools is is horrible you know there's one one member of this podcast that has said more than once that all you need is a hot glue gun and popsicle sticks and so maybe uh (laughs) maybe now it's time to take your own advice there well that's true, and there's two other members of this podcast who say never ever listen to what Bill says. So what do I do? I'm confused. That's a fair point. Yes. How about you, Phil? What have you been up to? Um, I had a whole bunch of shop time this weekend, nice. uh, so I got to put out a couple of step stools, a whiskey box, and since no one's particularly interested in hearing about that stuff anymore, myself included, um, I was actually able to put together a um, a router jig. Uh, to make mortises. So what I'm, and I made it specifically, and I, I think I put a picture of it on Instagram earlier today. So two days ago, if anyone else uh, is is taking a look at that, but uh, basically it 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 hugs the leg, and then it'll clean out a perfect mortise for me with the router, which is what I should have done. I, I I got into trouble when I thought I was being a hot shot, and I was going to cut out uh, you know these mortises by hand, and since it's pine, it's so hard because it like. I don't know. I was being a smart ass. So, so uh, first of all, um, congrats on making a cool jig. There's just nothing like it. It's amazing. We love doing that. And you said that this jig is good at hugging the leg. Is it all right if we name this the John Hilgers jig since he's so good at <laughs> hugging people's legs like Jimmy Teresta when he went to his – I guess you can edit that if you want. No, I'm keeping that in, uh, but I'm not going to call it that because I don't really know what that means. You didn't, you, you, yeah, you didn't see when John Hilgers went and visited uh, a bunch of people and he was hugging their legs. That was like that was like his no. his flat Stanley or whatever. He was like the leg hugging guy for a week. Wow, I feel silly because I didn't know. This, I would so. feel silly if I were you. Time. That's good. <laughs> wow. Welcome to half my day. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I say that while looking at myself and seeing that I'm wearing <laughs> two sets of headphones on my head. But yeah. Yeah. Something about glass houses and stones, yeah. Lutz. <laughs> Tim, what uh, what are you working on? Um, see, what am I working on? Uh, a few little things. I have a I, I've shot a little silly video that I'm going to post on April Fool's Day, but it's not really an April Fool's joke or anything. But it's just sort of silly, uh, so I don't want to talk about that. Um, I have some homeschoolers coming to my shop tomorrow, which is actually yesterday for people listening. So I actually was thinking of you, fellas. I made three quick step stools. They're nowhere near like what you're making. I, I nailed them together out of OSB <laughs> just for the kids so they can they can work on my bench. But I'm really excited to have these homeschoolers coming back to my shop to, to do a little craft I set up. And I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I'll make a video of the process, providing I have parental consent, of course. I did a little prep work ahead of time, and I shot video of that. So I'm hoping I can get a little video of these kids in there because it kind of ties into my idea, my one of my long-term goals of having a maker space for kids and, you know, and doing this type of stuff is like an experiment in that. Um, what else? I had something else I wanted to mention. Uh, oh, I lost it. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week's topic is, uh, is called reclaimed mostly. And, it came about in a, in a Facebook conversation that the three of us sort of were witness to uh, today, which is two days ago, if you're listening to this, where uh, Matt Haas got a comment on one of his videos. And the person sort of stated, and I'll just for the too long did not read version, is uh, somebody complained that his reclaimed project wasn't entirely reclaimed. So they were disappointed and he shouldn't have called it reclaimed. So we thought, you know, and, and somebody sort of uh, called us out on it and said, you guys should do this as a topic. And here we are, because frankly, I think this is like near and dear to all of us. And uh, I have so much to say about this. But essentially, it boils down to mm. when do you get to call something reclaimed? Is it reclaimed if it's only 100%? What's the percentage? What's the verbiage? Go. Well, what do you guys? I, think? I just want to first say that uh, this episode is not about this specific incident. Um, it is about the specific incident led to the topic of conversation because there is a lot of yeah, gray area sure. in this. So we're not we're not trying to call out anybody in particular and say, oh, you you said that you were wrong and he was right, blah, 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 wolf, whatever. But what we're talking about is, is a bigger picture that we're all kind of in this together and we're all coming from the same mindset that we want to do something different and something, you know, better, I suppose. Uh, and how different and how better is it? You know, I'd also like to point out is that this goes right along the lines with um what is handmade it's there is no answer to this i think i think this is really just an opinion and one person's opinion might be that you know hey as long as you use a little bit of reclaimed material the whole thing's going to be reclaimed as another person might say no if you're if you buy box store materials to and reclaim it's still not quite i, I mean so let's attack it from that view this is much more of an opinion as we are not the end-all be-all of um, upcycling and reclaim we're just going to give you three opinions and mine's probably closest to right so <laughs> and of course, everybody, we please welcome you to continue the conversation after you listen to this podcast via social media and tell us how wrong Bill is. <laughs> Actually, Bill, I think you and I are probably going to agree for the most part. Yeah, I think so, too. It's the, it's the guy that's being quiet right now that we're worried about. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to say. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that, you know, there's um, there, there are very strict rules that the FDA has about food with regard to things like um, words that you can use based on the amount of content 
is in is in the food itself. So you know, uh, as a high source of a good source of you know, all of these things have strict percentages. But I don't think that um, that reclaimed does or should have that level of stringence when it comes to uh, you know projects. And at the end of the day, and what I said in the in the comment, and I even said in the comments on Facebook, is that I should have saved it for the podcast. But you know what this is about is not you know being right or wrong, or it's about keeping stuff out of a landfill. You know what I mean? Call it whatever you want. Although I do think that there should be some level. There is a bottom as to how much reclaimed is in there. Like if you made a box out of all brand new stuff and then put on a tiny little emblem that's, you know, an inch by an inch that's reclaimed wood, okay, that probably isn't reclaimed, you know, but if you had to be legal about it, you know, made with some reclaimed material, made with mostly reclaimed material, made with all reclaimed material, it seems like it's a pretty easy designation. So it still comes back really to an opinion, and I I definitely am leaning towards what you just said as being true. The this conversation got started because of something that was made out of all reclaimed material, and then there was an actual piece of plywood that was used as well. And so my question would be, was that piece of plywood bought specifically for this project, or was that – and I'm curious as to what you two think about that, or if it was a piece of plywood that was left over from another project that you did, even though you may have bought it at the box store to make a something else, you had this little piece left. Is that now reclaimed because you didn't throw that scrap away and you're going to reuse it for something else? Or is that still new material? Ooh, got you both thinking now. Well, good, I guess. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not reclaimed if it was never in something else. It, it's scrap. It's leftover. It's, it's extra. You know, the, those are all words that are fine to use. And I use a lot of that type of stuff. I think we all do. I mean, every woodworker has a scrap bin, whether it's a reclaimed scrap bin or a new scrap bin. So you're I saying that that material is not reclaimed. So if I were to throw it away first and then change my mind to go dig it back out of the garbage, would it then become reclaimed? Why would you have thrown it away in the first place, Bill? Whose side are you on? Because I slipped. And sometimes, Tim, I'm getting older and I make these mistakes. <laughs> or, okay, what if, what if though, and this is fun, what, what if my neighbor bought this plywood and I don't get along with him very well, but he's told me he knows what I do that I can I can dig stuff out of his trash. So he bought a full sheet of plywood. He built something with it. He had this little scrap piece left. He threw it away. I noticed it. I went and got it out of the trash. Is that now reclaimed? I, I want to go back to what Tim said. I'm not sure that reclaimed means came out of the trash. I thought it was part or belonged to something else or was a component of something else. It was a com- it was part of a component of something else. So let's not talk about the trash. That what would if be I called, just that would be called that'd be called salvaged. It's not reclaimed, it's salvaged. You salvage yeah. something. If you buy a two by four by eight, you cut seven feet off to hang a wall and you have one foot left, and that one foot has never been in anything else besides a tree and you use it again, you're using scrap, you're using salvaged materials, you're using leftover materials, even if you pulled it out of a dumpster or not, it's not reclaimed yet. If, but now if you took that seven foot stud and you pulled it out of the wall and cut it in half, now you're using reclaimed material because it's been used once before. Did we already do this once? Not to this <laughs> level of detail. No, I don't think we did. We, we, we talked about uh, something, but not to this level. So what if, okay, so bear with me. What if, yeah, 
and, and I love playing devil's advocate. So what if so I, do I. I buy a sheet of plywood, I build something, I have scrap left over. At this point, it is not reclaimed because it's not been used for something else. And I notice that, hey, I got my sawhorses over here. I need to make a quick table. And I put that scrap piece on top of my sawhorses. And for six months, I am utilizing that as a table. I now have built myself a table. I don't need to do that anymore. I now have this piece of plywood. And I think, hey, I've got all this reclaimed material. I'm going to build a beer tote. And I'm going to use this piece of table. That is reclaimed. So now that is 100% reclaimed because even though you didn't actually like drill or screw or anything to it and it just sat on top of two saw horses, you use it for something else. So I don't think that the level of craftsmanship that goes into it needs to dictate whether it was reclaimed or not. The fact that it was used for, you know, for a purpose and now it's I think it had to have been screwed down. Phil is disagreeing. I think it had to have been screwed down because. What about hot glue gun and popsicle sticks? If man? he had glued it down, <laughs> you glue, if you then yes. But I think if it, it, it's a temporary structure, it wasn't. There was no wear and tear on it. Like I don't know. Have you been talking to my zoning okay. officer? Okay. Well, hold on now. What if I never did make anything out of it? What if it just sat on top of those sawhorses until I passed away, utilized as a table? Is that- There's a word for that. It's new, new old stock, NOS. I'm thinking that's a piece of furniture that I've utilized. And, and by the way, if I do happen to pass, I'm leaving it in my will that um, after Casey gets what she wants, she's going to call you guys. You're welcome to come and take anything you want. Just so you know. Ah, throw it on the dumpster. <laughs> 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 so you can say that it was reclaimed. Right. Yes. Uh, I got this reclaimed table saw. For- <laughs> I'll you be on the first Bill was over. using that table saw to dry his clothes. <laughs> no, but you know it, it is it is a, 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 a tricky topic, and and that's the same as I think Phil. It was a, it was a great analogy made with the uh, the food industry is like like certified organic, like you know there, it was the wild west when people started calling yeah. stuff organic, and now it's still the wild west, but there's a couple you know fence posts out there, and um and so a lot of these terms uh, you know in food, and that's and that's the thing because you get into health and safety, and what we're talking about with reclaiming materials, it is a little bit similar. I mean, it is about you know, for me at least, I'm thinking about environment and health and safety. And that's a huge concern too when you're dealing with reclaimed materials, which is a whole other topic, you know. But um, it is a little bit of the wild west, and the and the de- the definitions are not completely defined. And of well, course, they, they can't be because I absolutely disagree with the fact that if if I buy a piece of plywood, I have a piece of scrap left over and utilize that for something else. To me, that's reclaimed. You can say whatever you want, but to me, I've reclaimed it from not being anything into something that's useful. But and what, I don't know. Woodworkers have never thrown that stuff out. I mean, I guess woodworkers have always been reclaiming, though, in the same token. In that sense, I would yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Well, even in every sense, I mean, they, you know. I don't know, man. I don't think you can take you can take a small cutoff, you know, and call it reclaimed. It's new stock. I mean, it was never been into anything else. Calling it reclaimed, I think, is the. But but, but again, Phil, it's it's all semantics because if 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 again, if you got that from your neighbor's yard or they were going to burn it and you you took it away from that wood pile and you forgot where you got that, and a few months later you all and you had some re, some official reclaimed material, and you. Just, you know, I mean, who knows and who cares? It's, it's, it's being utilized. It could have been scrap. It could have been firewood. It could have been nothing. It could have been thrown away, which we would never do. So then how about this? Okay. You make this entire box from material that is scrap or leftover. It's, it's essentially a box made entirely from brand new materials, but because it's, it's scrap or cutoffs, that means it's a reclaimed wood box. 
I I don't think I agree with I, that. I would say so, but again, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not near as stringent on these labels and things as you guys. I'm from California. I don't like labels. But we're all just we're all just reclaimed. Yeah, because you know Phil and I are huge fans of labels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. I, I think the most important thing is is not the label, and I you know I agree. Obviously, I'm not a, a fan of labels, and to say in any stretch of the imagination, the important thing is that you're doing what's right, and um, and and you you know and what's right is tricky is uh, tricky enough. Never mind trying to define what's right. Um, so I, you know, if, if, yeah, if you you have a 12 inch piece of plywood left over and you don't throw it away and you do something with it, that's the right thing to do instead of just, you know, throwing it away. You, you know, I mean, I, I actually burn a lot of that stuff. I admit not the plywood as much. That's kind of gross, but, but, um, you know, the, a lot of times because I use it for fuel and it's, you know, you're releasing carbon, this and that, and I struggle with that, but it's cold and I'm a human and I have certain thresholds of temperatures that I can live in, you know, um, you know, I try to use it all as efficiently as possible. Um, so yeah, you know, if you take that, that piece of plywood out of your neighbor's trash or out of your trash, that's never been used and you do something with it, who really cares what you call it as long as you use it. Right. And that was kind of what I was sort of thinking about. Cause from what I understand of the, the incident in question, it was, that was what it was, whether it was a leftover or a new or reclaimed, you know, it was still the fact that it was just, it was, it wasn't bought. Well, well, the thing yeah. I didn't actually, the question I had was, is it not reclaimed because it's a piece of plywood? Oh, I rec- I've got reclaimed plywood. In my yeah, I know, but I mean, it wasn't very clear that that conversation in that statement. I, I wish I had more. It's hard to find. I wonder if there's people out there that would say plywood is never, it can never be reclaimed because it's already processed and. No way. I reclaim no. plywood all the time. We have crates at work. I take them apart and that's what I use for my box lids and my box bottoms. You just cut off the sides that have all the nails and. Is it, is it wrong? Is it wrong, Phil, to say that you have very cute box bottoms? It's not wrong. It's pretty damn accurate (laughs) it's slightly inappropriate but it's correct it's correct here's here's where the line has to be drawn and i'll tell you it's not when you make a project for yourself or for your wife or even when you make a video and show a project the line has to be drawn when you sell and when it becomes an issue of of consumer protection you cannot call something reclaimed sell it as reclaimed and then it's actually something that you bought in the store why because people are paying more for reclaimed, they pay for the for the the work it takes to reclaim the wood, and the value inherent in in holding something out of a landfill. So that's where the line has to be drawn. I I, I agree with that, but I, I still do, I can't find that book that has that the rules on what is reclaimed. It's common sense, you know. If it's got some, you put some. If it's got mostly, it's got most. If it's all, you say all. I, I wish that there was a USDA for this type of stuff because I deal with this all the time. And I don't know if you do as well, Phil, but, you know, I have Etsy customers and other customers that will contact me um, and they'll be like, oh, well, I, I got this reclaimed table and I want to get something similar or whatever. And they'll send me these pictures of these things and, and I'll just see listings of things that are listed as reclaimed tables. And I look at them and I go, that's a two by six from, from the box store. I know what I mean. I know, you know what I mean? And they put some they put some walnut stain on and they hit it with a hammer a little bit and they're selling it as reclaimed. And, and I see this all the time. All the time, they burn it with a torch or something, and they call it reclaimed. And, and now, what that does is it dumbs down the market. And so, when I'm selling something reclaimed, and I'm putting ten hours of labor into pulling nails out or whatever, and you know, and, and and it looks different, and there's all these things, and you have to do. It's like, and people are like, well, this isn't. It, it changes the definition, and I wish that there would be some way to to police that. Um, it, it's it's an issue. 
I mean, they're liars out there, you know? I'm also happy with the fact that they're – but I'm happy with the fact that we don't have a way to police that because I think for the most part the honest people um, are going to overwhelm the dishonest people. I want to believe that anyway. So that's just that's just my, my, my positivity poking through. I, and I and I respect and appreciate that, but I, I just I'm t- I'm tired of competing with people that are going to the Home Depot and buying two by fours for two bucks a stick and sticking them together, hitting them with hammers, and then calling a reclaim and selling for half of the price of what I can do with some wood that's two hundred years old that I that I rescued. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of competing right. with it, you know. And and I think there's actually a few videos on YouTube that teaches people how to make stuff look reclaimed. Yeah, there's a few hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like because it's like that, and we talked about that a few episodes ago. That trendy versus what's right you know well this is evidence mm. of that that's for sure yes yes you know i think it's what's going to end up happening is that those people uh like you tim and mate and build some extent who who are selling reclaimed what it does is it makes us up our game so what we have to do is almost have like these uh these photo montages mm. of maybe or videos that are included in the listing that show the work that was done to get this material ready for for work uh, you know, might require us to do that and, and it'll justify higher prices. That's, that's why I started doing YouTube videos in the yeah. first place. It was like, it was like a footprint. It was a proof. Yeah. Likewise. You know, yeah, you yeah. too, Phil. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was exactly why, because I wanted to show that, Hey, this is the real thing. Like I didn't just fabricate this. And I mean, I, I see that people like, you know, have all the time. And then there's the stores too. They're the worst where they have the MDF with the veneer on it. That looks like pallet. It's like, what, what the heck is that anyways, you I've know? And then people are like, oh, can you, can you, oh, it's out there. It's uh, the, the, like this, like um, the, the discount stores, the import stores and stuff will have this furniture oh, that looks yes, like, yes, and you'll sorry, see yeah. it from 20 feet away and it looks like reclaimed wood and you get up to it and, you, and it's like veneered, you right. know, plywood or whatever. Trendy. And um, yeah. And it's like, and people buy this stuff and then they, and then they want, you know, they, they don't even know like not everybody knows if it's real wood or not. Like people, this that's not their job. That's, they, have, they know all these things that I don't know. Like, they, you know, and so they, then they want to get something like that. And now they expect the finish of it to feel like that veneer or something. And they have that look. It's like, it's a photograph of, of wood, you know, is what they're, what they have, you know, they have a photograph of wood on top of, on top of sawdust. And they expect that right. me to make a table that feels and looks like a photograph of wood on top of sawdust at a real reclaimed wood. It screws up the market, you know. For sure, and that—that's where consumer protection comes I, in. I, I think it does come down to is, is how those of us who really who care about it are are labeling it, are labeling it ourselves. But to where I, I feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle because I don't have the general education of the proper terms to it. To where if I say something is reclaimed, it may include scrap. But you know, you know? but the, to. To get back to the topic, that's fine. I buy, you know, and like I said, Phil, I'm jealous of you getting this. I have to buy new plywood all the time uh, because I need a plywood product for something I'm making, you know, because I'm making something for a customer and there's requirements and there's, there's, you know, structure and stuff that has to yeah, be yeah. met, you know, so I end up, I, I do buy new material. Um, I hate and What it. do you call that? What do you mean? What do I call it? I mean, is that, is that, do you say that's a reclaimed table? It, well, I mean, if it was a, t- if, if I'm making a custom piece for a customer, I will explain to them I, and I tell them like, well, I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy plywood. I'm going to make this out of plywood and then I'm going to veneer it with the reclaimed wood here. This is going to be reclaimed. This is going to be a new thing. And I tell them everything is going to be, um, if I'm listing something, if I make it on my own accord, 
99% of the time, if I make it on my own accord, the only thing that's not reclaimed is like the hardware. And even that's sometimes reclaimed, you know, the nails and screws and stuff and, um, and the glue, you know? And so I'll list something and even if it's a hundred percent reclaimed because of that, because of the wood glue, I'll, I'll say this is 99% reclaimed material. I'll, 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 I'll come up with a, a number, a percentage. Um, I'll explain everything if there's something new in there, because that's me, I'm an honest guy. So I will say like everything in this is used except for the plywood I use for this. Um, and, and, you know, it's still better than going to the landfill, even though I use that, you know what I mean? That it's like, sometimes you gotta, you gotta lose a few soldiers to win a war, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, and it took me a while to learn that. And, and like, one of my favorite things to do is to just go completely reclaimed and, uh, and just see what I can come up with to, you know, experiment. But those are the things that don't sell too. And <laughs> those are the things I just make on my own. Well, it, it, sometimes it's just a scavenger you know. hunt and it's more for, it's. Yeah. And sometimes, well, sometimes they do sell too. I mean, sometimes yeah, they, yeah. As, as yeah. an example of that, on uh, the salon tour video I did for Casey's salon, I tried to point out the percentages, like you were saying, of, you know, like, oh, the styling stations, you know, the first one was all reclaimed or, you know, found. And I built another one. It's about 70%. Then the last one is about half because I just I couldn't find enough to recreate the other two. And I had to go buy blah, 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 blah. And this over here was so much percent. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's um, that's kind of I think what I do, too. Maybe didn't even realize I was doing that. If I if somebody asked me to make something or commission something, and they want it to be reclaimed, and we talk about it, I'll say, well, I can do this and that with reclaim, but I'm going to have to. The substructure is going to be, you know, a couple of two by fours from Home Depot. So, yeah, yeah, no. It, and then it's like when you when you find those those two by fours that will work for that stuff in the future, and you can hoard them, you're like, yes, yes. yes. You, know? I, I, you know, it's like normal. I don't go like seeking like listings for like, oh, there's a bunch of you know two by fours from the '80s. Like, you just it's nothing sexy about it, but they do come in handy. And so when it like it falls in your lap, I'm just like I'm shoving those up in the rafters. You know, well, well, <laughs> here's, here's a good one for you, and I, I already know how I feel about it, but I'll ask you. I a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, I'll, I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> a lot of times, I find materials from construction sites, and yeah, dig yeah. through their dumpster, and it's pretty much all new material. Because uh, Jay Rivera is a good example of that. He makes a lot of things with new stuff, throws a lot of that stuff away. A guy like me would come along, dig through that dumpster, and grab all these new things. I don't know that I would even care whether or not what that material was from. If I'm if I'm reclaiming it from a dumpster, salvage. as opposed to you know what Tip I'm saying. No, right. salvage. Salvage, yeah, salvage. I yeah. like that word. I, I guess that would be salvage. I, and materials. I even like because you know a big part of when I'm listing if I'm listing something for sale, I tell the story again, like the YouTube videos, and I want I'll tell the stories like I, I I pulled this out of a dumpster behind Jay's shop. You know, and, and I made. Oh no, and, and Phil, you, you do know? the same thing. You talk about where you've gotten materials yeah. for certain boxes yeah. about the the bed frames and stuff like that. So yeah, well, obviously we're not the problem here. It's it's those dishonest, bad people out there. No, I mean there's two sides to this. One is is uh, people who are being pedantic. You know, like in this case, the commenter who's just like, well, you know what, you know, you can't call it uh, you can't call it reclaimed because you used two uh, percent new. I mean. You know, you're missing the point. You know, the whole point of this is education and awareness. And you know, this was a great video that Matt put out. And you know, enjoy it for what it is. Don't withhold a compliment because you feel like he's trying to be dishonest. He wasn't. He was upfront about everything. You know, and the other side of it is is consumer. So, for example, I have two big products in the Etsy store. That's basically my whole thing. One is the whiskey box. It's 100% reclaimed. I do my best to do that. Not 100%. Sorry, the hinges are not reclaimed. But everything else is reclaimed. Yeah. And and then and then the step stools, 
Those are made for- Now that you got the nail gun, those nails aren't reclaimed. No, they're not. You're right. And neither is the glue. And neither is the stain. Oh, you're and neither like, is you're like ninety six percent now. And neither is yeah. the spray lacquer. But I mean, you're but not. You're just gonna have to close up shop. <laughs> you might as well just say. I'll just call it new. Yeah, well, you might as well new. just call it partially reclaimed now. It's, it's made from. I think what I my listing says made from reclaimed wood, and all of that is true. Yeah, just say brand new, made from reclaimed stuff. Partially, sometimes when it's because the wood is upcycled. reclaimed. But my step stools are all made from brand new. Actually, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you too. That's kind of being honest. If you say, like, let's say. Tim, instead of you saying, you know, hey, it's mostly reclaimed, you could say made from reclaimed wood if all you're using is hardware that's not, you know, reclaimed. Or you could say 100% reclaimed wood. Yeah. You know, that way it's Yeah, not, I'm yeah. never I'm never interested with of, you know, of trying to make it look like anything it's not. I mean, it's I just I just spell it out, you know, right. I'll say, you know, the one thing I will do sometimes is like when I buy steel, a lot of it is not technically reclaimed. It's more like salvage, it's cutoffs. There's a um Mm-hmm. there's a like the the steel mill down the street you know and, and they they have a tent where you go and you buy it by you know it's like a buck a pound sometimes you give you a deal they're in a good mood and um and and so it's all like you know it's like the six foot section of the of the 20 foot piece that got cut off from the job and so that's and so i'll list it like reclaim wood comma steel comma and it's like it's almost a little dishonest because it looks like it says reclaim wood and steel but, you know, but it's like, I don't want to just, because uh, I, I want to keep the word out, the salvaged steel word, I, you know, I want, or like cut off steel or like the, well, the six feet left over from the 20 foot stick that I got from the, you know, it's like uh, sort of like, uh, and so that's like the closest I've ever come to being dishonest is I've listed stuff like that. But usually I'll even list it as like reclaim wood and salvaged steel. Um, or steel, steel and reclaimed wood. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could do that. Yeah. And just leave it out. You know, leave out that descriptor for the steel. Or wooden wooden metal, yeah. your How choice. Stuff. It's made of stuff. <laughs> I made this stuff. The other thing that I was going to say before you uh, you guys got into this uh, litigious argument over verbiage <laughs> was <laughs> that not everything you make has to be out of reclaimed. You know, like, I mean. Oh, oh, hold on. I'm still looking up litigious. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You were saying? <laughs> <laughs> All my stepzools are made from brand new Baltic birch, and I don't really trust plywood uh, that's that's reclaimed all that much. None of the stuff that I've seen for crating is mm. of particularly high quality. So, and when it's when it's kids and all that stuff, and that's that's where I draw the line. So I, I buy. You, if you if you want to find good, I just throwing it out there. If you want to find good plywood that's you can say is reclaimed from crates. Uh, motorcycle stores and um, like uh, snowmobiles and four wheelers and stuff like that, they get shipped on nice beefy reclaimed wood there for you. Just the wood, it yeah. I've only ever seen OSB as the shell though. Mostly OSB, yeah, mostly no. Nowadays. Yeah, really. As the shell, like the pallet underneath is nice. Oh, that's too bad. That must be a that must be a Canadian East Coast thing. Yeah, no, that's I always see the OSB, and that's like when I make crates, I make it out of OSB. Um, yeah, I never, you know, every once in a while I get my hands on some reclaimed plywood, but it's uh, it's not too often. Um, uh, airplane parts, I happen to know that always comes with plywood crates. Yeah, I imagine precision machined airplane parts would. Uh, yeah. Do you know anybody that works in an airport? I uh, sometimes. 
<laughs> he sometimes works. Yeah. Yes, that seems to be the case recently. Well, it depends upon how I'm feeling. Technically, that's not a lie. Um. All right. What else do we need to discuss about this? I think I think we've covered the bases uh, without insulting each other's mothers. So I think that's good. An effort. Let's um. Let's let's define it like you know simply. So if you're if you're going to be putting it up for sale, you should make an effort to be honest about what you're calling it. Um, well if you're making it for yourself, or if you if like if I'm making a video and I know that in the case uh, I made a whiskey tote or a beer tote and the bottom was a piece of plywood, I may say, hey, this is a reclaimed build. You guys check it out. If you can see without a doubt that maybe not all of that was reclaimed. I'm not being dishonest. You know, I wasn't trying to hide anything. Otherwise I wouldn't have, I would have edited that part out. So yeah. be, be honest if you're selling it, for, you know, if you're, if you're trying to make a profit off of it or make a living from it, be honest about what you're, what you're doing and what the materials are and where they came from. If you're doing it for entertainment or for yourself, who cares? Well said. I agree. Yeah. I mean, per- I agree. And use common sense. You know what I mean? Like use the label that makes, that makes the most sense. Well, that's, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's kind of what we're doing right now. We're trying to legislate common sense, which is, you know, one of the things that government's always trying to do and it never really works. You know? Amen. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But, well, uh, let's self-regulate so that there isn't a body mm-hmm. put in place to do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> or we can go back to the beginning where I said, just we'll have this conversation People will know that I'm right. No, no, no. That's not. That's not how I resolved it. <laughs> I think I'm leaving this conversation with the same opinion I went into it with. You were. You were close. You're close to right. Hey, all yeah. I know, all I know, all I know is resolve is nothing but a carpet cleaner, pal. Nothing but a carpet cleaner. How much did they pay you to say that? You, you shill. <laughs> I know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Podcast over. Where's Izzy? <laughs> <laughs> hey um i remember there were there were a, a couple things i wanted to say at the beginning and one of them is that i'm gonna see izzy this weekend um you're gonna see a lot of people this weekend I'm talk gonna, about that i'm gonna see a lot of people this weekend at the the was it woodworkers in america is that what it's called the down in atlanta the um the woodworking show in atlanta uh so if anybody's gonna be there i'm gonna be there with a, with a certain young man um, that some of you may or may not know from some of my videos. It's not me. I know it's, it's not no, me. It's not you. Um, I'm going to be there with Vance, and, uh, and we're going to go down. It was sort of a last minute decision. We decided to go represent the podcast down there. And uh, so, any anybody going to that? We'll be walking around on Saturday and probably a little bit on Sunday. But we may have to go to the pool at the hotel on Sunday for Vance. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I got I got to do that stuff too. Um, that was, what's, what's the weather going to be like there? I, I'm a total, I have no idea what weather's like anywhere other than California. Uh, Atlanta is pretty close to California weather. I think it's pretty, pretty warm all year round. Hot Atlanta. Is uh, what they call you it. know, I think maybe a little more humid. Oh, for sure. Hot Atlanta. Yeah. I like it. That's what they call that. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, remember what we talked about, Tim, you're going to gather as many autographs for me as you can by all the amazing people you meet. No, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had that conversation. In fact, you wanted to pay me to allow you to do that, but I said, no, I won't have that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Jeez, I don't remember that. Was that was that the day you were mixing the drinks? Oh, no, that might have been right <laughs> after I got out of the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Oxy, yeah. baby. It was one of his uh, Oxy hallucinations. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's get into what we're watching. Uh, Bill, what are you watching this week? 
I am watching um, a very cool guy that uh, if you don't know who he is, you're missing out, Mr. Sterling Davis. Um, wow, what a great guy. Uh, Sterling is so, so very active in the community, and he's such a positive voice out there. His videos are pretty doggone cool. Um, he's always doing, like, challenges and uh, be one with your wood tree challenge that's kind of neat i just say that's a, a, a happy title right there and uh he, he does work he's a, he's a pretty darn master scroll sawer and he does amazing turning stuff on his lathe in fact recently he did um a, dis, a display shelf i think it was uh anyway just what sterling davis you got to check it out uh the guy's amazing i i call him a friend and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll uh, see if he's got time maybe one of these days. You guys, if, you know, when you're tired of me, you can have him on the show or something. Or I could be on the show too with him as a guest in the, in the far future or whatever. I don't know. I'm just saying we love Sterling. Watch Sterling Davis. He's, a, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. Mm, good idea. Yeah, he's one of those guys who gives back. You know, like uh, when he does the, uh, the upcycle yeah. challenge, the, uh, the pallet upcycle challenge. I think, that's, I think it's amazing when people create – uh, events mm, and you know, uh, infrastructure and that kind of thing for other YouTubers to participate and really make us feel like a community. I mean, for the most part, this is one of those lone warrior kind of hobbies. But when you have something and someone like like uh, you know Sterling who puts together an event like that, we all sort of talk about it on social media. We all you know contribute to it. And uh, I don't want to brag, but I won a glue bot in last year's challenge. Oh, so nice. you go, boy. Yeah, well. You know, I've I've never actually entered that challenge, and I feel really lame about that because um, I'm just lame, I guess. Well, I always feel lame, and I haven't entered the challenge either. They're separate issues, but they both count. Uh, but Tim, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> uh, you, I believe Sterling is going to Atlanta, so you will have the opportunity to hang out with um, him. While oh, I hope oh, so. Cool. I, you know, yeah. Sterling, he um, he sent Vance a care package once, like. Because all these guys, like, that's why I'm bringing Vance to, to, the, to Atlanta is that I was like, well, you know what? I really want to go down there and represent the podcast and, you know, the upcycling, reclaiming market, so to speak. And I'm not part of the video word workers booth or anything, but I was like, I'm just going to go represent, say hi, to be nice to meet all these people. I was going to fly in on, you know, like a Saturday morning and fly out Saturday night or something. And then I got the idea of, of bringing Vance because all these guys like, like get such a kick out of Vance. And I was like, Vance gets a kick out of them. And. And, uh, and, and Sterling is like, like right up there on the list because he sent Vance a care package once. It was like a hundred pencils, (laughs) which, which I, I use some of them. (laughs) Sorry. And, um, and he sent him a, and I still haven't gotten the mandrel for it because I don't have a pen turning mandrel, but he sent him a pen turning blank and a, you know, to, to turn a pen because Vance made the, the, the lathe videos. And, uh, but the funniest thing that Sterling sent was this, uh, uh, first aid kit. (laughs) (laughs) and i swear to god this was vance's favorite toy for like two months was his first aid kit i wake up in the morning and he'd have band-aids all over these stuffed animals and stuff and he's like wrapping paws around things and and uh and it was just like it was just really sweet it was like i was like ah sterling knew that you know he's a he's a father you know he knew it (laughs) and uh and you know it was like it was like the super sweet gesture as well as like a fun gesture you know and uh thank you for that I've had the opportunity to hang out with Sterling on Hangouts uh, quite a few times, and he's a lot of fun, and he, he can dish it out and take it, and he's a, he's a great guy. He's just 
Yeah, like I said, anybody, I, I don't even know that he cares how many subscribers and stuff that he has, but if he can gain some more subscribers because of our podcast, I'd feel like I did a good thing. Yeah, for sure. So good dude. you guys check out Sterling Davis. Awesome, man. Yeah. What about you, Tim? There was another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, hang on. I have to I have to do an, a, a sound first, so I'm going to do it right in front of the mic. I'm ready to listen. Hear that? Is it meditation time? No, it's not. It's is that shaped like an S for Sterling? It's the Treble Clef. It's a G Clef. It's it's made out of some reclaimed steel. And I got this. I'm not going to use his last name because I don't have permission. But I got this from Chris, who lives not too far from me, about an hour and a half away. And um, Chris is a listener of of the podcast. And you know, I've been mouthing off about satellite dishes, kind of like your bench and his uh, armoire. You know. And, uh, and so Chris hears this and, and he emails me. He's like, Hey, you're not that far away. I actually just got a satellite dish, uh, off my, my, his sister bought a house or whatever. And, and, um, so I met up with him, you know, kind of down his way a little bit over the weekend. And he gave me the satellite dish. We ended up hanging out in the parking lot of us, of the mall for like 45 minutes, just like BS. And I gave him some stickers and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, he gave me the satellite dishes when I, what I met him up with him. And he also made this thing, which is just this beautiful, like, like, uh, chime slash, treble clef thing and uh and it was just a super awesome experience and it, it just continues to uh it restores my faith in humanity and and making and everything all, all the positive experiences i get you know from uh from this community uh it's just so neat meeting all these people like i you know i, I met this guy in a, in a parking lot and 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 it was just like we were friends and we, we and it wasn't even like you know we didn't even really know each other except for like a half a dozen emails that exchanged and we just so much in common. And, uh, it's just really cool. And, and I, I like being reminded of that because it's so easy to see all the negative in the world. And it's really nice that there's all these like positive, awesome things and experiences and people out there. And I, and I encourage and invite everybody to just get over their fears because I have them as well as anybody else of like these fears of, of new things and strangers and this and that, and, and just go out and, and, and say hi to people because, uh, you're going to be surprised. I always am. And I love it. And so I wanted to mention that. Thanks you, Chris. It was a pleasure meeting you. I, I, I hope to hang out with you again sometime. Well, I think one, one thing you should do is um, uh, if you haven't already, and I haven't been very active on social media, so maybe you have post some pictures of that because that's beautiful. And uh, I think people listening right now are missing out because that is a super cool piece of reclaimed steel made into a treble G clef palette thing. Right. Yeah. I haven't, uh, the only reason I haven't posted a picture of it is cause I left it here. So I'd remember to play it on the podcast and then I forgot. And then I'm going to bring it to the shop now that we've done the podcast and I'm going to hang it up in the shop and it's going to be like my chime. I'm going to hit it every time I finish a project. That's Ooh, that be could thing. be your noise for when we say Jimmy Duresta. Ooh, then I have to leave it here though. And I won't have it in the shop with me. Hmm. Decisions, decisions. We'd like, we like to thank our top Patreon supporters. Izzy Swan, Jimmy Duresta. The Godfather. <laughs> it is so tough being you, Tim. I don't know how you do you. Oh, it is. I tell you, it's exhausting. <laughs> uh, uh, what I am watching, however, though, speaking of nice people, since we're on this, all these nice people kick, is uh, another one of the, the gentleman, scholar, poet, nice guys of the internet is Steve Carmichael. And, uh, and musician. And, uh, and musician. And musician yes yes and also a musician um he 
is he actually lives very close to where the the woodworking show is in Georgia. And uh, so I'm super excited to meet Steve this weekend. I've known Steve for a, a while via the internet because I was all proud of myself for one of those contests, the two by four contest. And I made a double base out of a two by four. And I was like, no one can top this. I made a double base out of a two by four. And then Steve Carmichael made a Telecaster. <laughs> and he won of course and it was awesome and, and uh and so that got me like when i saw that i was like who the heck is this guy and i went i checked out his channel I, I love everything about steve's uh work he's not a reclaimed guy per se but but his his craftsmanship and his attention to detail and his in his mind his creativity he's a real artist um well, I, he, you add on top of that his positivity if yeah you, you watch a steve Mar- uh, carmichael video and you don't end up smiling throughout 99 percent of it that you need to get some more meds or something because you're the dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> Carmichael is the happiest person. I, I I'm happy because I watch his videos. That's all I, I know. He just, he's so everything he says and uh, it's just so happy. So then I, you know, so I've kind of known him off and on, you know, via the internet. And then he, he, you know, he, again, giving to Vance, he gave Vance, like he made a, made a pen out of a drumstick for Vance, which was just awesome. And I uh, gave him a t-shirt and all this stuff. And, and so, you know, we've known each other. And then I finally spoke with him recently as I was planning to go to this Atlanta show. I was like uh, talking to Izzy and he's just like, oh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll pull Steve into a chat. And I got to chat with him like, you know, offline, so to speak, you know, um, outside of the camera's eye or whatever, the public eye. And he's like the same guy. He's just like this super nice, kind guy. And and uh, so I'm very excited to go meet him in person and also encourage everybody else who would, who may not know who Steve Carmichael is to go meet him via his channel. Now, if, if it were anybody else in the world, I would say because I, you know, he probably doesn't listen to our podcast. I would sign Eddie Van Halen's name to like a piece of wood or something and give it to him as a gift because I know he's a huge Van Halen fan, but that's wrong and dishonest. And I wouldn't do that. I'm just saying. What? Okay. Glad we cleared that up. Okay. I'm just saying, Tim, don't just sign Eddie Van Halen's name to something and give it to Steve Carmichael because he's a Van Halen fan. That would be wrong. I'm going to sign Vance Maker's name to something or let Vance sign Vance Maker's name to something. Have him sign Vance Maker Van Halen. Vance Halen. Vance Halen. That's it. Perfect. Vance Halen. Oh my gosh. This is why I love hanging out with you two because I learned oh. so much and I get so inspired in so many ways. Oh, oh I, I learned a lot hanging from you too, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Phil, now that I've just talked for 20 minutes about not what I'm watching, but all these other things, how about you talk and tell us what you're watching? Um, what I'm watching a dude, but I, I wanted to say real quick that uh, <laughs> I'm watching a dude. I'm watching a dude. <laughs> the dude abides, man. Dude, this guy abides. This guy abides. But what I did want to say is I just wanted to echo what you were saying earlier, uh, Tim, about sort of everyone just being really nice in this community. And I think it's a, a pretty rare occurrence where you have almost an entire community of people who are just genuine and nice and and give back and are just interested in the craft. Uh, you know, and and since the very beginning, you know, my my first person that I reached out to uh, in this community was. Uh, was David Picciuto after I put out my first video and he was just like the nicest guy ever. And he was, you know, he was as big then as the, I mean, he's obviously bigger now, but he's still as big, you know, what was it? Six months ago or seven months ago, whatever it was. And he was just like very, very supportive. And, and that's been my experience with everyone. Everyone's just been incredibly nice. Who? And you think, Oh, who? what? No, no, no. Who, who is this guy? What? 
David Picciuto. What what did you say? You reached out to who? You said I reached out to David. Does he have a? What, Are you doing that thing where you're pretending to be joking and you're not? <laughs> um, What's a patuto? No, isn't that some kind of sandwich meat? No, it's made, it's made of tofu. Close. Man. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, so I reached out to David Prosciutto. Anyway. <laughs> Just to finish that joke off. Anyways, all to say, He's everyone's a amazing. hero of mine. So I don't want to have any I, no no smack talking, David. I can't ever say anything nice without hero. you throwing in you know ham related jokes. Ham. <laughs> <laughs> no no cured meats jokes from you this time, okay, Luke. <laughs> I won't say nothing the rest of the podcast for the next five seconds. Okay. Stuff I made. That's what I'm watching right now. Uh, He actually was – I think um, I know him from Facebook, but he does some really, really good videos. Super polished. uh, Keeps them like under seven minutes, so it's really quick, but they're really high quality. The first one that I saw was this uh, desktop monitor riser, and I actually think I'm going to build one of these because I could use this for work. And he did a whole bunch of like um, – he doesn't have that many videos, but the ones that he does have are branded well, polished. And there's one that came out today that I haven't had a chance to watch yet, but it's this camera mount system for um, for the workshop. And I'd really like to do that because I've got a, a borrowed GoPro from a buddy of mine and uh, and I really want to mount it the way, the way that he did. So check that out. Stuff I made. Everybody's really nice. Be friendly. That's all I have to say. Go ahead. Interrupt me some more. I, I was going to interrupt you because the other channel I wanted to mention that I've been watching is the Hydraulic Press channel. <laughs> this thing has blown thank, up! Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil, for introducing me to the world of the Hydraulic Press channel. And so the best part is, so I, I, I Google it, and then I'm watching it. I'm dying laughing. I'm making my family watch it. <laughs> yeah. Vance is hooked now. I mean, he's a five-year-old boy, and they're they're crushing stuff in a hydraulic press. Well, What's uh, not did, to love? Didn't I see you and, um, uh, and Vance uh, crushing things with a some kind of a press? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, then Vance, we, we're playing Play-Doh, and Vance is recreating Hydraulic Press Channel with Play-Doh. <laughs> we're making stuff and crushing it with the Play-Doh cans. And then, uh, but, um, oh, geez. Uh, and when you search that, there's some David Letterman clips that come up from like the 80s when he had the late show where he was in a factory in like Jersey or something and they were crushing stuff on a hydraulic press. And so I'm like, oh, wow, more hydraulic press. So I watched that. And it's like David Letterman is like one of the funniest guys on the planet. And it was like, eh, it's all right. Because there's no Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the accent, man. It's just in the wife laughing and the clay. Oh, it's just, I love that channel. And, and the intro just, music is amazing. Yeah, the heavy metal. Vance is doing this like air guitar. We can, every time the, the show is out, we watch them like 10 in a row. It feels like you're watching Wayne's World. <laughs> but I wanted to apologize because I called the guy Russian. He's Finnish. He's from Finland. I found that out. Oh, he's Finnish. Yeah. That's what the accent is? Is Finnish? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that, go ahead. It, Why don't you go? doesn't matter. The accent's great. Finish what you were going to say, Bill. Oh, oh, finish what I was going to say. Now, luckily, I have the, the brain power of a genius that I can hang on to that because that would have blown away most people. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I watched a couple of those uh, uh, hydraulic press channel videos. It was cool. Didn't he do something where and, and it blew me away that the stuff just squirted out and went right up the whole top of the oh, side the of the thing? Yeah. Yeah. 
his wife that makes those cool. clay figures and and then they crush them at the end. It's a bonus content. <laughs> it's like whatever it's so <laughs> it's extra content at the end and they just like like crush it. It's very cool. I'll have to watch more of it cuz apparently um you guys are so it's in my contract. It's like well you know, I spend so much of my time trying to save stuff. It's it's like guilty little pleasure to watch it get destroyed. <laughs> For no reason other than to see it destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone should check it out. Although he's about doubled his uh, subscriber count since last week to about a quarter million subscribers. So I don't think he needs our help anymore. You're welcome, Mr. Finish Dude. That's the kind of power we have. That's right. I was going to say, Phil Pinsky is responsible for his doubling from 150,000 to, what, 10 million or whatever it is now. So yeah, um, math is not my strong point. <laughs> what is <laughs> are you guys finished yet oh, God. no i have i have some swede things to say <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's no way you're gonna interrupt me <laughs> i was just about to say oh norse you don't <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, okay so we're gonna do our sign off our channels um oh, on instagram Lord. i am phil pinsky and on twitter i am phil pinsky on youtube i am jake and emmy's dad i think i'm one away from hitting 2000 so i'm really excited about that oh, oh, oh wait 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 i do have one more thing to say i'm sorry i forgot um people i've been watching i i feel like such a jerk i didn't say this um my a friend of mine this guy he does his i like his stuff it's pretty good the, the youtube channel is up and coming but phil pinsky is one away from hitting 2000 subscribers so if anybody out there listening to this podcast um you don't you can mute the volume but the videos are really good so just watch the video subscribe to the channel Phil Pinsky, Jake and Emmy's dad on YouTube. Check it out. Well worth the watch. I'm on the fence about the listen, but um, check it out. We love Phil. He needs some subscribers. Let's push him over 2,000. Go ahead, Phil. What were you saying? <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just killed me, man. I don't know. <laughs> but I do appreciate the gesture. Tim, why don't you tell us about your stuff? Uh, I, I make stuff. Hey, oh, you know what? I, I um, YouTube primarily, you know, the, the podcast and YouTube is plus Instagram, I guess. Tim Sway, you'll find me. But um, I wanted to point out too real quick that uh, the video I just put up this week, um, I just put up this like kind of a tip video. And I and I I did it like, and again, talking about the community, like I, I every once in a while I do these things and I, I don't do them for the community so much as for like the, the casual like person that might be like oh man i have this broken thing and i don't want to fix it. and they might search and they might find the video and might help them you know um so i put these things up and i'm always like a little hesitant as i hit like you know like publish of like what kind of comments are going to come in and like oh that's stupid everybody knows that or whatever and 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 what what was so great about this one i just put up this week was that i got all these ideas that are like a hundred times better than my idea like coming in you know uh, it's like people using these different things in a similar fashion and so i like I like I put up a how to video and instead of like teaching, I learned. And that's like another one of these things that I love about the community. It wasn't like in a negative way whatsoever. It was just, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Did you ever try one of these? Or oh, I do this and this and that. So um, that would be something I would invite people to do too, is to go check out my video and tell me what you know more than me, because I want to know it. <laughs> I, w- I would like to know also, cause I watched that video and I thought the masking tape was a really, really good idea. So well, it was, it was more about the, I, I was using the, the baby eyedropper thing. 
or oh, not yeah. eyedropper, but uh, the, the medicine thing. And people were, yeah, the, the, the syringe. And uh, people were, because, I mean, they do sell those, like, you know, syringes and stuff. And you can get them expensive ones. But I was trying to do, like, oh, here's one you can get for free, you know. Uh, but people were telling me the dentist uses one, and, and actually it was Ben Sauer showed me a picture of it uh, as like an arrow. Oh, it's a point, so and it's it, a very it, fine. It like curls a little bit, and so it gets them even better. And then other people were telling me uh, to, to a compressor to use an air compressor and actually blow the glue in to the crack instead of uh, trying to force it in that way, which I thought was like. And then other people were saying use a vacuum and suck it in to use wind, and I thought that was great too. Um, hmm. And then uh, you know people were saying to, you know start a heroin habit and then get onto the methadone and uh, get the needles for free from the government. Yeah, and then use those. Genius. Yeah, and so that's probably what I'm going to try next. Is <laughs> <laughs> the heroin? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. It seems the easiest way. If you have access to a 1927 John Deere tractor, the exhaust manifold on that, if it still runs, creates quite a suction. You hook mm-hmm. that up to a temporary greenhouse, and basically you're j- building a giant vacuum form enclosure that you would. Uh, Never mind. I was going to say uh, the video was pretty cool, and I always enjoy watching your stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, me. Hey, you guys can find me mostly at Reclaimed Audio, and I haven't put out a video in quite some time, and and I'm not very active on social media, and I'm, I'm still getting back into the world of the living, so that's, that's what's going on for me. But I am uh, very proud to be on the podcast, and it's uh, definitely something I look forward to every week, and I'm getting a uh, rave reviews from uh people that know and love me mostly about you two but that's okay i'm still here so (laughs) thought i'd throw that out there attendance counts (laughs) so does poise how do you think i got through high school (laughs) poise okay (laughs) just attending yeah (laughs) uh guys get onto itunes and uh leave us review it really really helps and I'll make uh, another plea for Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. Uh, you know, we could really use your your help in keeping the show on the air uh, as we try to get to the next level of, um, of audio and, and sounding yeah. professional. Yes. Yeah, spe- uh, speaking of that, we apologize for last week's audio. This week should hopefully be better. We're trying something new. And if this week sucks we apologize now for that as well yeah we're, we're experimenting on finding a really good platform to put some content out to everybody and to give you yeah. some enjoyable to listen to uh it's a lot of fun we're we're still learning and well actually i take that back tim and phil are learning they just tell me what to do and for an example i'm wearing two headphones right now i'm literally i have two sets of headphones on my head because they yeah but he to. doesn't really need them we just made him do it anyways <laughs> And topic suggestions and feedback and criticisms and praises. Give us all of that via email or the website or whatever, people. Um, uh, Interact with us. We love you all. Without you, we wouldn't be here. At Reclaimed Audio on Twitter and info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com for email. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Be good. Bye, everybody.